Yo, 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 Brodies and Bays. This is the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast. We, 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 Hey, this is where you come for your fantasy football needs and to chop it up about the latest NFL news. I am on Dynasty. I am on this wine and I am Dynasty Bro Dot here with my co bro. Dynasty Bro Vic, what's up? What's good? Hey, I told uh, Dynasty Bro Vic to bring me some wine. He came through with a porter wine and it's strong than a mug, bro. Bro, I don't drink wine, bro, so. You went through a wine phase. Though. I did. I tried it, man. I don't know. I might be back later. <laughs> back on your beer shit? Back on the beer, but hey, I don't know. I might need to pull back. Calories, bro. I can't skip abs and cardio no more. And drink beer? It don't yeah. work like that. Hey, look. We back after a fire week, too. Hey, I hope that your team is holding up because week one was scary, but week two is tragic, man. We lost some big names this week, man. So, uh, But look. This is what we're going to do. We're going to get straight into the studs and the duds this week because we had some fire ones this week, man. It was it was a good week, though. Throughout all the injuries, bro, it was still a good week, man. Yeah, I agree, man. You know, a lot of action-packed games. Hey, a lot of people, like, balled out who you probably weren't even expecting to ball out. So it, it was a good week of football, uh, minus the injuries. Minus the injuries. I'm excited, excited to talk about some of my guys and disappointed to talk about one of my guys, too, bro. Yeah. It's sad, but I'm going to do it because I ain't biased. I'm not biased at all. All right, hey, so just let the people know, with these studs and duds, you know, we're just looking at the top five performers, so it's not necessarily going to be the top two performers at every position, so. Yeah, that's how we should do it. I, I want to pick one of my favorite guys out the top five. I don't want to just talk the number one guy, Dak Prescott, you feel me? Yeah, or we'd be talking, if he was healthy, Christian McCaffrey every week, so stuff yeah. like that, so. We pick who we want to, because this is our podcast, and we do what we want to. Hey, <laughs> cheers. Uh, all right, so you want to go first, you want me to rock out? Oh, you go ahead. You go first. Man, I don't know. I like who you got, though. All right, fuck it. I'll go first then. Let's start with the man Sunday night. Hey, if you guys watched that New England and Seattle game, man, I thought Cam was going to pull it off. But my stud this week is Cam Newton. He had a 35-point game. Of course, depending upon your score, you know, league settings. But he went 30 or 44 in the air. 397 yards, man. Hey, one touchdown in the air and also one interception. He took care of the football. And Cam's their, he's their best rusher, man, so. True. Who is New England's number one running back? Quarterback Cam Newton. So he had 11 carries on the ground, 47 yards, two touchdowns. And, of course, you guys saw a lot of that was on the you know goal line. And he would have had three, man, if he would have got in to, to force the win. But Cam had a hell of a game. He's having he's making a statement, man. So I like what I saw. We're going to talk about a guy that I kind of compared to Cam Newton when I was going into my drafts and picking them all last year. He got some real good rushing chops. He got a big arm. You know, he was kind of inefficient last year, but went 24-35 this week. 417 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. I'm talking about Josh Allen. I said my guy was inaccurate. I said my guy can't throw. All he do is run the ball. He he only ran four times for 18 yards this week. Literally got it done all through the passing game, man. And I'm excited. And it looks like him and Stephon Diggs have a – have a little connection already, and I know John Brown's been around, so they're still connecting. But I don't know, man. Bringing in a, a, a real number one wide receiver for Josh Allen has been good so far this year. So shout out to Josh Allen, like like he said. Depending on your format, number two or three QB this week, balling. Yeah, man. And I know in one of our previous episodes, I talked about you know new wide receivers and new landing spots. I like to give it a year or two with the learning curve, but. Man, that theory is starting to get debunked. So if you're, you yeah. know, if you can ball out, you can ball out. I mean, look at DeAndre Hopkins, what he's doing. So it's working. Robbie Anderson, it's just yeah. working this year, man. Yeah, Robbie, he's doing his thing, and also, you know, 
It's based on who you just talked you about. You about to come up with another. <laughs> yeah. Stefan. Yeah, Stefan. With Stefan Diggs. So, yeah, man. Hey, shout out to Stefan. Hey, he needed to get out of Minnesota. Clearly, they're throwing the ball more in Buffalo. So, it's a good situation for him. True. All right, man. I got a running back. So, let's get into my stud for week two. Aaron Jones. Um, so, this is a guy, you know, Green Bay Packers running back. Put up over 40 points this week. So, you know, with my league sentence, he had 45 points. 18 carries on the ground. 168 yards. He broke, like, two big runs. He had two touchdowns, and then in the air, he had four catches for 68 yards and another touchdown. So this is a guy, he had 26 touches between rushing attempts and catching a ball. Hey, I know people, you know, thought of, feared the A.J. Dillon draft um, draft pick, and then also they still got Jamal Williams. Of course, you got Aaron Rodgers, so you're just expecting Green Bay to throw, but Matt LaFleur, man, he's establishing a, ba- a balanced attack. So Aaron Jones is in the perfect system. So, man, hey, he can finish as a top three RB. Like, seriously. He did last year. He did. So, he might repeat. That offense looks good again, man. It do. It do. It It do. do. All right, look. Let's talk about a guy who's in his second week on the team. Man, I feel like he just got picked up about three weeks ago. Is that that about right? Two, three weeks ago? Who's that? Leonard Fournette. And we have to talk about him. He went out there, had 12 carries, 103 yards, two touchdowns. They're going to be in scoring position with Tom Brady and all those receiving weapons. But my guy had five targets, caught four catches, and he they were forcing him the ball last year in Jacksonville. And I'm like, he's not a pass catcher. But fuck it, rolls over to a whole new team, and Tom Brady loves to throw it to his running backs, and that's what they're doing. Sorry, I was a Rojo truther. I'm not going to lie. This man turned me into one. And, I, you know, he doesn't look bad, but I don't know, man. It looks like they want Fournette to have that opportunity. He is a pro's pro. And when he's motivated to play, man, I think he's he's a good running back. And I think he found a new spark going to this team. So, shout out to Leonard Fournette, man. He's balling out. If you took the chance to pick him, it looks like it's going to pay off. Because I don't think you had to pay as high as you could or had to uh, when draft rolled around. So, Yeah, and they kind of have to throw the ball, too. Tom Brady's not looking the best right now in the passing game. So, they can lean on Fournette and also Rojo. So, I'm, I'm still riding the Rojo train. Um, but, of course, you know, Fournette's doing his thing. So, um, I think it's a situation where they can keep both backs involved, even if it's like a 60-40 or 70-30. Um, Rojo just got to take care of those those touches when he get in. So, all right, let's get into the wide receiver studs, man. So, man, this is a guy that I actually said sit this week, and I learned my lesson. You don't sit Terry F1 McLaurin. So, Terry. Hey, he was the number four wide receiver. So, of course, the Washington football team played the Arizona Cardinals. Man, here's here's why I declared him as a sit. I figured, well, for one, I didn't I don't trust Haskins right now. That's the first thing. And then two, I figured Patrick Peterson would be shadowing Terry McLaurin all day, which he did, but hey, Terry, he's he's matchup proof, man. I'm just gonna say it. And plus, you know what? I should have considered the negative game script. Of course, Arizona's a high scoring offense, so they're gonna put up points and that's gonna force Haskins to just throw, right? So they're gonna have to abandon the run. So, man, let's talk about Terry. So he put up 25 points. He had seven catches, 125 yards. He averaged 17.9 yards a catch. So big plays, um, as we expect. Man, hey. And he had a touchdown. So shout out to Terry McLaurin. Balled out, Naptown. Man, I learned my lesson, bro. Naptown. Lesson learned. Don't sit Terry, ever. You know, you know, you know who the people should sit? Who? Carson Wentz. What up, Dan? <laughs> my guy. He looks bad this year, bro. Man, I don't know what's going on. Sorry. Side note. What up, what up, Danny, in the comments? Yeah. Hey, 
Can I talk a guy who's been on a tear for two weeks straight? Who's been on a tear? Calvin Mofo Ridley, bro. Yes. He had another <laughs> message. He had another two touchdowns this week. Seven catches, 10 targets, 109 yards. Bruh, Matt Ryan's having a year. Gage is balling. Julio's banged up a little bit. Yeah. But Ridley isn't missing a beat. And I literally think it's all pass work this year. They brought Gurley in. He's trying to do what he can, but he's he's not going to be involved in, in that backfield receiving at all. It's all the tight ends, all the running backs, and Ridley is soaking in his opportunity, man. So he's on a tear right now. If you took you some Calvin Ridley in that in that fourth round, man. I I was supposed to take Ridley. I took Juju in the redraft league. It's all good, bro. Big facts. It's always a uh, you know redraft league next year. So and, and guess who got Ridley? Who eight picks after me? This guy. Yeah. Shout out to Vic. He's my number one wide receiver, by the way. And I need that because, well, I don't want to get my leagues messed up. So, yeah, he's actually my number one. Good pivot, bro. Good I, way to stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens, man, when you play in a lot of leagues. But that's fire. All right, now let's get into the tight ends. Dot actually gave me a pass only because when we did our rankings, I hyped up all these guys. So I'm going to sit back. Matter of fact. I don't even got one. Is I got one because I want to talk about it. But go ahead, bro. I'm gonna All sit right. back for a minute. First, let's start with the L.A. Rams. Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby. So he put up 33 points. He went five for five, and he had three touchdowns. So of course, you know, three of those catches were touchdowns. Those are like some Randy Moss numbers. Remember when Randy Moss had like three catches, three touchdowns on Ball. the Cowboys because they didn't draft him. That's what happens. When we don't draft Randy Moss. But uh, this is what happens. When we don't draft Tyler Higby too. So five catches. Hey. Three of those were for touchdowns. Finished the number one tight end this week. Tyler Higby, man. I know he had a slow start last week. Everyone was concerned, but hey, he, he's the, you know, he gets the looks in the red zone. So he's the red zone guy. Of course, Cooper Cup's still there. He gets the red zone looks too. Really, everybody gets the red zone looks. Even Robert Woods, they give him the carries too. But Higby, man, I still have him as a top seven tight end. So yeah, I'm excited for Higby. Excited to see him break out. Preach. Man. Keep going, bro. Keep going. Hey. Hard knocks. That's all I got to say. So it was bound to happen. Nah. All right. Well, who's next, bro? Who's all right. Next? My next guy, Monday night. If you guys watch this, Darren Waller. So, of course, he, man, he put up 40 points. Uh, so he had, he went for 12 for 16, 103 yards. He had a touchdown. He led all the pass catchers in targets and catches. So, yeah, they got all these wide receivers out there. You know, Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs. You know, I'm forgetting the guy who's the slot guy, Hunter Renfro. Um, of course, they got Josh Jacobs who they throw it to and Jalen Richard. Even Nelson Aguilar, and uh, I think Zay Jones scored a touchdown too, right? Zay scored. Zay scored, man. But uh, Darren Waller, man, it's, it's the Darren Waller offense. It's, it kind of reminds me, kind of. I'm not saying they're Kansas City, but, you know, Kansas City runs through their tight end. Same thing with the Vegas Raiders, man. They're running through their tight end to move the ball downfield I mean, as far as the passing game. so Preach. Man, if you if you faded Darren Waller this year because you were concerned about these pass catchers, keep in mind these pass catchers are rookies. So, hey. Didn't somebody call him a bust? Somebody did shout out to Doctor Footballs, man. He called him a called him a dud. a dud. He didn't even name any other tight ends during that. That was the only person he called out. He said Darren Waller, dud, and then that was it. Yeah, shout out to Doctor Football. So <laughs> as of right now, Darren Waller's a stud. So hopefully he can you know keep that going and, and finish as a top three tight end this year. So preach. That's my second tight end. And my then, guy went three for three. Talk your third guy. And my bro. third guy, John New Smith, man. So let's go to Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee Titans tight end, man. 6'3", 248. Uh, he put up 28 points. He went four for five. As far as catches, he had two touchdowns. So, of course, we know A.J. Brown was out um, with a you know knee bruise this week. And, hey, 
it's, it's the John New show. Even last week when AJ was there, John New got involved. So I'm expecting John New to maintain, you know, his 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 position in terms of in our offense as being a priority. And I mean, just think back to how that offense leveraged Delaney Walker in the past. So John New Smith is 2.0 Delaney Walker, bigger, stronger, faster. And his contested catch rate is crazy. He finished number one as a as you know in tight ends with contested catches. He's doing it again. He even caught some you know contested passes this week as well. So be on the lookout for that when you guys watch John New and the Titan. Just watch how he catches the ball in traffic. Doesn't matter. All right. Can I talk? All right. Someone's asking about Mo Ali Cox, man. He's a great pickup, man. Um, Philip Rivers. We were so excited about Jack Doyle because Philip Rivers loves throwing it out the backfield. Is why we like Hines as a PPR back. And we love Jack Doyle because he's always supporting the number one tight end. Jack Doyle went down. Mo Ali Cox is actually the better receiving tight end. And he's big as shit. <laughs> he's tall as hell. He's throw it up to him. He's boxing people out, catching the ball, and he can move. You actually give him an athletic physical tight end, not just sit down on his slot, sit down on his uh route running Jack yeah. Doyle. And I fucking love it. Antonio Gates 2.0. Yeah, but even longer. He's like longer. He yeah, that man is a is a straight power forward out there catching the ball. So I love some O'Alley Cox until Jack Doyle comes back. And hopefully they keep involving him, man, because he's the better tight end. And they don't have Trey Burton anymore right now. So get some O'Alley Cox, man. I'm pretty sure he's on everybody's waiver wire right now. Yep. So yeah. All right, man. Hey, before wait, we get, wait, go ahead, go ahead. My bad. Can we talk Jordan Reed? Yeah, yeah, talk. Or you want me to just, I'll wait. Nah, go ahead, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Jordan Reed, I picked him up everywhere I could when I found out Kittle wasn't going to play. If you don't remember what Jordan Reed looked like when he was healthy for the Redskins, it was at, at, at peak when he was healthy, it was him and Gronk four or five years ago, like who was the best tight end, at least in fantasy. So Jordan Reed came back and he looked healthy and he looked like he could play the Kittle role. So if Kittle isn't there week three, I put any kind of money on it. And Nick Mullins is actually a better thrower than Garoppolo if you watch the game, even last year. Yeah. Mullins can throw the damn ball. Garoppolo's a manager, but Mullins can go out there and throw the ball. So uh, if Kittle is out, I think Jordan Reed's going to have another big week. And they ain't even got no pass catchers anyway. So I want to talk about him. That's it, Jordan Reed. All right. Let's talk about the duds, bro. Let's get into these duds, man. So uh, my dud this week, I got to go to Deshaun Watson, Houston Texans. Okay game. He put up 15 points, but he went 25 or 36. So given if you're throwing the ball 36 times, you got to clear that 20-point mark. Um, but he only had one touchdown in the air. Um, he also had one interception, but, of course, they played, you know, the Baltimore Ravens. So I was anticipating a high-scoring game, but that Houston Texans offense couldn't really get going. So I feel like Deshaun left some points out there. Um yeah, man. So that that's my dud for this week, you know, and and that's only because with the draft capital where people were taking Deshaun Watson, you know, that's a guy you're expecting at least at least give you twenty points week to week. So let's talk about a guy that I really like, and he is supposed to have a promising sophomore year, but he's real bad with turnovers. Let's talk about Mister Daniel Jones, man. My guy threw forty times, only completed twenty five of those. Don't quote me. It's twenty five. No touchdowns. A fumble interception that offense looked bad bro i feel bad for that offense and then on top of that they lost saquon man so hey our wishes to saquon but daniel jones does not look good and i'm scared because he actually doesn't have bad weapons and he has he has an advantage point in tight end he doesn't use them he doesn't realize it yet but fuck it 
He was a dud this week. He didn't do nothing for nobody. He ain't even cracked double digits. So that's all bad. All right, my dad running back of this week. Let's go to Arizona. So Kenyon Drake, he only had 11 points. Man, he had 20 carries for 86 yards. That's like being stuck and running in the mud. I mean, of course you're averaging four yards a carry, but it just didn't translate into fantasy points. So, um, you know, with all those opportunities, you know, you got you got to man, clear the the 12-point mark at least. So that's my dub for this week. Uh, Kenyon Drake, 11 points. Again, all those touches to not manufacture a touchdown. And But it goes back to that Washington front seven, too, though. So they, they did play that defense, but I'm still not going to give them a pass because all these pass catchers around, I should be opening up the rushing lanes for them, especially with Kyler as well in the backfield. So, Man, let's go to a guy who balled out at the end of the season but had the worst start of the season last year, and I hope this doesn't turn into a repeat. Joe Mixon, 16 carries, 46 yards, caught four catches, 40 yards. They actually scored 30 points, so they put up points, and he was not involved in the end zone at all. I don't know what's going on with the Joe Mixon show right now, and I know they're trying to get uh, Joe Burrow acclimated into the passing game, but, dude, you paid that man that money. Get him involved, man, even more. Those four catches for four targets is trash. Four targets, four catches. That man is a great pass catcher. Get him the ball. Sorry if you're a Joe Mixon owner. It's looking like a repeat so far. But don't give up. He's going to take off the last eight weeks. And Gio's there. Shout out to anybody who brings up Gio because he's still sniping Joe Mixon for catches still to this day. It's It's been years now. It's, it's been years now. It's crazy. And I agree that was on the coaches, man. I mean, even up until halftime, Mixon was leading the team in catches. Um, so he had, you know, those four catches, I believe, all in the first half. So, hey, if you paid Mixon, you know, you got to feature him, especially in crunch time, two-minute drill. Um, I get you got Gio, but just let Gio spell him. So um, I don't think you have to, you know, commit to Gio in that sense, clearly. And, hey, Mixon was breaking a lot of tackles, too, on Thursday night. So I like what I saw. It was just poor coaching, so I agree. Um, but, yeah, hopefully there's better days ahead for Joe Mixon this season. All right, let's get into my wide receiver dud this week. This is a guy who I have as a top 12 wide receiver this year, but he's off to a slow start. So let's go to Jacksonville, DJ Shark. Um, he had four catches for on four targets for 84 yards. He just had uh, he had 12 points. So I know last week he did hit the end zone week one, but this week he didn't find the end zone. Keelan Cole is in the way, man. That's all I'm going to say. Keelan fucking Cole is in the way. He needs to get out the way, man. In the fucking way. And, of course, hey, of course, uh, LaVisca Chenault looks good, um, so I definitely think he deserves his touches. But, man, they I don't know what it is, man, with uh, Keelan Cole. I don't know. He was he was a thing two years ago, though. Everybody was excited about him two years ago, and then Chark started taking off. So, yeah, hey, but just, Cole only had, like, three, three touchdowns that year, too, though. Yeah, he said beast two years ago. He remember that shit. Hey, speaking of the Jaguars. Three touchdowns. Hey, Blake Bortles just got signed today. Did he? Yeah, uh, to Denver. Long as he passes COVID test, it's Blake Bortles season again. Uh, not really excited. All right, hey, look, my dud receiver is Mr. Robert Woods, bro. Thank God he is involved in the running game. Yeah, because he had two catches for fourteen yards in the receiving game. He's Mr. Reliable for me. I don't know what type of tight end high they was on this week. It just worked. I get it. It just sometimes it just worked. But 
My guy didn't do shit to the receivers. It wasn't Woods or the Cup show this week. I'm going to give it a pass because neither one of them did anything, and maybe it was just, hey, hot hand right now, Tyler Hickey. So Robert Woods, though, two catches. I don't want to see that shit again. I got a lot of Robert Woods share this year. That scares me. Duh. Going back to the Blake Broto signing. Shout out to everybody that dropped all they fab on Jeff Driscoll. So, yeah, man. Jeff Driscoll. That's why, I, hey, I don't chase every single injury update because that's what happens. So, you got to be a little patient. Um, all right, my tight end, duh, this week, Mark Andrews. So, tight end for the Baltimore Ravens. He only had four points, 4.9. So, he had one catch on three targets for 29, for 29 yards. So, usually, you know, in terms of the passing game, the Ravens run through their tight ends. But, man, I guess the Texans had a game plan and kept them in lock. Um, kept kept them, you know, shut down. So I was not expecting that, man. I mean, Mark Andrews is a guy you can just roll out and, you know, you're at least almost guaranteed 15 to 20 points every week. Don't even have to think about it. So basically a wide receiver, too, at the tight end spot. But, yeah, man, this week he was a dud. He stunk it up. So hopefully he can bounce back next week on Monday night against the Chiefs. I'm excited for that. I know. It should be a lot of scoring right there. We should link up and watch that game. Um, look, my last dud, tight end Austin Hooper. Big money tight end Austin Hooper. Balled in Atlanta, number one tight end through the first 10 weeks, Austin Hooper last year. He's not involved at all no more. Two catches, 22 yards. He it That shit dead. Austin Hooper was brought there to be a decoy. I'm saying it. And, and, Hunter, Bryant, and Hunter Bryant looked good. He did. He didn't get a lot of run, but watching him out there running routes, it's going to be the Hunter Bryant show in the receiving game sometime soon. So, yeah, Austin Hooper, good. All right. Let's, before we get to the four-minute offense, let's tell everybody where they can follow us at, and of course, do the promo. So I'm going to lead off while you pull that up. So, hey, be sure to follow me at Chief Sosa FF, um, Instagram, Twitter, and also be sure be sure to join our Facebook community, Dynasty Bros. FF Podcast. And you, you can subscribe to our podcast anywhere, everywhere, Dynasty Bros. FF. Also, shout out to Black and White Sports. This is the exclusive redraft show for Black and White Sports. So if you want to hear the redraft audio, go back and play it back, especially for the ads. Make sure you look out for that. Um, so, yeah, if you follow our social media, so you can catch the links for the audio. Somebody said if you have Mixon and Bernard played them, the Eagles suck right now. <laughs> uh, all right, and you can follow me at DynastyBro.Dot on Instagram and Twitter and follow Dynasty Bros FF. That's the main Instagram handle. All right, promo event, September 26th, Driving for Dyslexia GP. It's a public event uh by Elliot Cox Racing and Driving for Dyslexia. It's Saturday, September 26, 2020 at 9 a.m. Whiteland Racing Raceway Park. Uh it's in Whiteland, Indiana. So uh yeah, like I said, September 26, 9 a.m. in Whiteland, Indiana Raceway. Uh Driving for Dyslexia. All right, and you guys can go to BWS Sports one.com so bws sports one.com black and white sports basically so bws sports one.com for more information oh my god dan said he's racing in there hey i'm putting some money down uh, hey well good luck dan shout out to sam for calling me out what is sam i blame the porter one. Oh, it's all good all right hey I, let's get to this four minute offense we got five minutes left <laughs> i blame the porter one you got the clock Yo, bringing it up right now. All right, so we're about to get to this four-minute offense. I got to make a banner. I thought I made one, but uh, yeah. I'm going to make it. I'm going to fix that, but... Uh, no, we not. We not making a banner today. Don't judge nah, us. No, I'm not making a banner right now. Not you, on the fly. Hell no. You ready? Yep. All Look, right. You got to start. I'm about to yep, go. Yep. Go. All right, my first ad of the week is Gus Edwards, man. So running back for the Baltimore Ravens. If you need some running back help, especially with all these injuries going on, 
Gus actually led the Ravens in yards. He had 73 yards on 10 carries. So, of course, week one, he had four carries. Week two, he had 10. Hey, so if you need an emergency RB2 or even an emergency flex play, Gus Edwards, man. So get you a piece of that Baltimore offense. Hey, get well soon, Saquon. Go get his backup, Deion Lewis. They brought him in in the offseason. Not efficient, 10 times, 20 yards rushing. But he did catch four catches on five targets, 36 yards in that game. So, hey, we all need running backs to play. Get you some Deion. All right, my next running back, um, Jarrett McKinnon. So, of course, with uh, Mostert, you know, being out right now, he's he's next man up, and he was actually balling week one, and he balled out again this week. So he had 13 points week one, 13 points again week two. Um, so he should see more carries. Um, each week he only had three carries, but uh, he's the next guy up. And Kel- Coleman's banged up too right now. So get you some Jarrett McKinnon. All right, so um, we lost the number one and number two running back in my eyes this week. And we also did lose Saquon four to six weeks, man. Tweaked his ankle. It's all bad. I just want to tell you this. They love to throw it to the running back. Mike Davis, eight for eight on targets last week, 74 yards. I don't care if you are in what kind of format. That's money. Go get those points. He's going to stay targeted out the backfield. Mike Davis, Carolina running back. All right. How are we doing on time? Well, I'll pull we my next one. We're still going, bro. All right, bet. All right, if you need some wide receiver help, let's go to New England. So, Demir Bird, wide receiver for the New England Patriots, he had nine targets. So, Cam Newton, you know, he he, he loves him out there. So, he threw the ball to him nine times. He had six catches for 72 yards. So, that's 13 points in PPR. So, that's solid, um, if, especially in the flex. So, if you need some wide receiver help, go get Demir Bird. Hey, Cortland Sutton is gone for the rest of the year. Shout out to the rookie, K.J. Hamler. So, now they got Hamler and Judy out there running. My guy got seven targets. He only caught three. Only got 48 yards, but they also gave him a, a handoff in the, off the, out the backfield. That means they want to involve him. They want him to play. K.J. Hambler going into a second game next week. Should be playable in the flex. All right, tight end. Indianapolis coach Molly Cox, he went five for six, 111 yards, hey, 21 points. A hey, big day for the tight end that stepped in for Jack Doyle. Um, hopefully Jack Doyle can get healthy soon. But if not, Molly Cox, he can step in and handle, handle the job. And hey, he's a big play guy, so he's not only just going to catch the ball, he's going to create, so. Look at Somali Cox. Hey, Minshew can support receivers, and right now it's not Shark, but until it's Shark, it's Keelan Cole. Six of seven, 58 yards, touchdown again. He's balling. You might need to consider going to go get him. All right, my last player is uh, tight end Drew Sample for the Cincinnati Bengals. So, of course, uh, Joe Burrow um, established, you know, rapport with the tight end, especially with Azuma going down. So, hey, Drew stepped in. He saw uh, nine targets. He had seven catches for 45 yards. That's an 18-point game. All right, now we got to get into some does, man. We got one minute. We got to do it quick. All right, man. Uh, you go first on the drops. All right, hey. Uh, oh, drops. Oh, man. Saquon, right? Yeah, bro. That's just that's just Saquon, though. Saquon hurt for the whole year. For the whole year, you can drop him. So. No need to yeah, free up that roster spot. I don't really have any other drops. That's really it, man. We really don't like consider. Like, look, it's I know we said week one is too early, but technically – Week two is too early, too, and you're not going to drop an injured guy. Don't drop an injured guy unless he's out for the season. And even if that's really the thing, I don't, I still don't know if I want to drop Saquon. He's Superman. What if he come back in four weeks? Then how you going to feel? Yeah. That, that makes sense. You got any guys on the fly, a random pickup on the fly? Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. running back for the 49ers. Um, he should get involved this week, especially if Coleman, you know, is out for an extended period of time. But with Mostert, he's looking like he's going to be out for a while. So we all know Kyle Shanahan keeps multiple running backs involved. Chase Claypool. That's all you need to know. And that's it. That's forming it offense. <laughs> I like how you did that. 
Chase Claypool at the end. Yeah. He's playing that Martavis Bryant role. He's bro, he look good, bro. Yeah, shout, out, shout out to our bro Cam. He's not gonna never let me live this Chase Claypool thing down every time he does something. All right, man. Let's get out of here, bro. So that's hey, that's the episode, man. So uh again, we want to thank you guys for hanging out with us for the redraft show. Um, so yeah, this is where we hit you with our weekly studs and duds and the four-minute offense on who to add and drop. Wait, What's somebody up? in our redraft league? Yeah. Oh, man, I ain't giving no more advice to him. Oh, it's all good. We got to stop the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we got to stop the episode. Look, well, then, if you're going to give me some time, I want to talk about it. It's over. 7.30. I know that's. Oh, man. We out of here. We out of here. Until next time. Hey, go get Jordan Reed, baby. Play him every week. It's my guy. All right, thank you. Peace.